It is Friday, the 22nd of April 2016, and this is episode 279 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. I'm Chris, and always with me is Ian. Good evening, If not in, in body, in spirit. No, I'm always here. Always there. Omnipresent. Omnian. Ah, ah. Um, let's, let's talk tech news. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm quite tired, everyone. This is <laughs> the, all sorts of things could pop out of my mouth. Um, including bad words drone has was reported to have hit a uh, a plane flying into uh heathrow this week so the pilot was pretty adamant um it's been sort of high on pilots minds recently that there's been some near misses with drones and and this one seemingly was um some contact made uh plane landed fine uh, no ins- the inspection didn't find anything but it's um it's the kind of news story we're expecting right um irresponsible drone pilots flying near airports and things like that uh and and that will be the end of this drone um craze that's going on at the moment um uh, turned out it might not have been a drone though uh, no so could, could have so, been a plastic bag <laughs> so, so so on the 17th there was lots getting made about this and oh wow and 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 i think quite rightly obviously quite right, pilots yep. are, are saying this this is an issue um and I've I've seen people saying, well, you know, you can, you know, the engine manufacturers do all those tests. You know, they throw a big frozen chicken at a, an engine and it's sure. still fine. But it's not a it's not a battery that could explode inside a, an engine and no. do some damage. And it's not um, frags, fragments of metal and stuff like that. But yeah. flesh is generally a bit softer than metal. Yeah. Um, so yes, and and it's it's rightly high up on a pilot's mind. They you know they don't want to have to be avoiding drones when they're coming in for landing. And you know. absolutely, and also I mean, and we've seen. I don't know if it's pop. I'm seeing popular as if it's a, a a good thing. But there's been quite a few um, like laser, you know, laser pen or laser you know strikes on pilots coming into land yes. in Scotland. And so this is the latest thing that 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 their, their pilots do want something done about drones. I think they're looking for something probably similar to America where you need to register. You know the exclusion areas have to be a lot tighter, tightly controlled. Um, yeah. But um, a, a minister, so one of the transport ministers, um, came out yesterday and said um, it was actually a bag. We think now, and there was yeah. no damage. And I, and I, I guess that was the only thing. I, I got, I got. I think every every meeting I went to in Monday was like, oh, we get Heathrow yesterday, <laughs> and you're like, yes, you're 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 funny. Um, there, I mean, the thing is, you know that there are going to be the knobs out there that do try and fly a drone close to an aircraft landing because it would make a fact, you know, a spectacular shot, um, you know, and screw the danger. So there are worries out there. There's people that do silly things, and and I guess this is pilots just trying to head that off um, before it actually becomes a serious issue. Yes, and, lots and of I'm people... sure that the flight people will do tests, and there will be regulation and all that kind of stuff. Like, say, they probably have to register in. You said it last year. We're going to. It's going to end up. This will be like this will be the kind of glory days, and it'll be a lot more controlled. Not long to go. Uh, Apple announced um, faster MacBooks um, and better, la- better, la- <laughs> better battery life. Easy for me to say. Um, so this was pretty subtly done. They just up- updated their store um, the other day. Um, and basically, it's just a nicer, a little bit more powerful MacBook because the MacBook was always rated. It's effectively a 
it's pretty much just a mobile phone that's <laughs> that's been put inside of a a bigger chassis. Um, but the but now it's a bit more powerful and it's also got longer battery life, so it actually has uh, some pretty good credentials. Um, so yeah, nice little bump, but but no, no fanfare over it. No, apart from you can get it in rose gold. That seemed to be the biggest Fabulous. reaction to people. Um, Does anyone do that? What buy rose gold things? I don't know if I've ever seen one. I don't think I've ever seen one, but I see lots of kind of podcast people getting super excited about. Oh, rose I can gold. get it in rose gold. Okay. Um, so maybe um, it's just a podcasty thing. Um, so yeah, so you, uh, price points still remaining roughly similar. Still no additional USB C port, um, which kind of was expected. Um, but yeah, but a, but a sort of a more viable product. The only problem with it is, is it's still not far away. And as I found out when I was buying laptops not that long ago, still not far away from the kind of lower end MacBook Pro. So it's, which is still a kind of nice machine. It's not heavy. It's you know nice engineered. So it's still kind of, um, it would be nice if there was another couple hundred quid difference. I think. I, I I tend to agree. It was weird. I was I was having a talk with a, a chap at work around this, and we we're talking. I I still think there's too much laptop choice with Apple now. So much overlap, and and I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel doesn't just doesn't look right. Um, that there's so many different laptop screws you can buy, and, and this came out, and it just seems such a. I mean, it is basically just saying, yeah, there's some there's some you know faster CPUs this year, and some more RAM, and there you go. Goodbye. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I, I still, it does make me wonder because I, I, I was convinced. I still am convinced that they should just ditch MacBook Airs, but maybe they are still selling quite a lot of them. Yeah, you know, it's, very possibly. Um, so yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a damp square, and I still, I still think there's an awful lot of kind of there's a kind of staidness now to a, a lot of Apple products, especially on the desktop side of things. Again, they're kind of preaching, uh, living what they preach, which is we're not so concentrated on desktop right now. Yeah. And your and your point about it being a, a phone wrapped in a massive battery case is, is well made as well because the Well when you open it up that's pretty much what's in there. It is, but the benchmarks are getting very close now. Mm. So if you look at some of the benchmarks on some of the Apple laptops compared to the latest iPhones, some of them are quite close. Yeah. And and you do start to think, you know, will they will they just ditch Intel at some point? Intel's really held up these upgrades for them. Um, just just getting the CPUs at the kind of at the kind of capacity, you know, the volume that they need has been mm. a challenge, and you, it, it does. There's too many kind of whiffs around, you know. That you know, if you that's look fine, at, but I don't see. And um, processing power in general isn't the, the thing that's that's holding stuff up. You know, I would say generally, maybe 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 I'm a bit maybe a bit uh, out of touch on that, but it, it doesn't know. feel like it. I just think a company like Apple, it's the same way all the debates around, you know, how they're in kind of Samsung's pocket when it comes to screens. It looks like mm. they've been signed a big OLED deal for next year, um, whereas Samsung have got the OLED phones out now. You know, so they're almost, there's certain bits of their, their infrastructure that they're in people's pockets for. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes there's certain things like, like, no, we need to have our unique selling point. And it's, I don't yeah. know, I can see it happening. But this was, this was tepid. Microsoft and Google are trying to get out of each other's pockets. Um, they've decided they're going to make an announcement and uh, say that they're going to fight out, fight out on the battlefields of making good products and services rather than the battlefield of the court where they're just spending money. Um, joint statement made that they're just yeah, going to back away from the courtroom and, and, and stop suing each other, basically. Oh, and it's a good thing. I feel like Henry should be here to go, hurrah! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's how long we've been talking about it. 
yes, and it was always sensible. I think they, we had an agreement between a couple of the other firms, you know, not that long ago. That you know, so it seems like that this this kind of round of um, lawyer fattening is coming to a close. Uh, and I wonder whether it's coming to a close because now the EU is involved. It's a, another story this week. The EU's basically taking and taking exception to Android and saying it's um, not fair on competition. Um, and I wonder, partly that was a complaint made by Microsoft and a number of other firms um, about the operating system, kind of in the same <laughs> vein that Microsoft used to be uh, complained at for all their kind of Windows sort of protectionism. Um Again, it's something that Apple sort of skirts around by just being just below the kind of thresholds that, that are needed to trigger all these things. Uh, but yeah, so Android and now, so Google are obviously going to, we've got a little while now to respond to the um, to the, the the queries against uh, and you know it as an operating system, which is effectively that it embeds its own software in there and um, you know all the kind of normal things that happen on a phone, I guess. Um, and and you're, I mean, Google's new, new Microsoft is basically the US. Basically, it's Apple. just numbers, isn't it? Lots of Americans have seen this as an anti-American stance. It's nothing to do with the, the company. They've just picked what is the most you know successful or most influential American company in the tech world, and they're saying this is Europe going after an American firm. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I don't see that, but, no, but I, I do but, see it as being a little bit, uh, you know, someone someone has had a quiet word in someone else's ear and someone's decided to put a document together that now is going to have to go through the courts um, is what I see it as. So there's been some lobbying going on there, whether it's, you know, lobbying from a while back and now, you know, part of these announcements and agreements is that Microsoft and Google are going to stop, you know, putting themselves through treacle. Um, but, but yeah, so... Like I say, um, Google are obviously defending themselves, saying this is an open source bit of operating system. We leave this, you know, anyone can do anything they like with this. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that that's, a, I think it sounds like a solid enough argument that, that it, nothing's locked in. Um, and they made the point that we actually make it so you can un- uninstall all this software pretty easily, is in just in the normal, because that was almost a sniper Apple, because a lot of the yeah. Apple products, you just absolutely cannot get rid of them. They are f- fixed and solid. And, and, I think the the reason why there's a such a there's a kind of whiff that the EU's after after Google is it's not this isn't the only front that they're kind of legally no, so there's all attacking. the privacy stuff still hanging there's over there. There's privacy, but they've also there's a kind of investigation around um, its search results. So there's all this there's all this kind of whiff about Google prefers its own services compared to somebody else's services. And they yes, don't there was go another complaint way. about that, wasn't there, from TripAdvisor, and again yeah. that was Microsoft, I think. So it's it's there's there's a number of fronts that you are chasing after Google, um, and it's funny I, I actually never thought no you'd said about Apple just kind of always skirts under the it seems to if they did it in profit <laughs> oh no yeah exactly but with trouble, they, they, they don't do they market share yeah it's, it's all market share and yeah so it's not but what's the biggest influence yeah exactly exactly so you it's know, not it's... based on that is it so. Now they do seem to sort of get away with that repeatedly. Uh, I say get away with that. I mean, again, at this at this point, if if they do clamp down on Android, I, th- I actually think that's bad for the consumer. So do I. I don't think so it's do good. I. I think it's. I, I, it's I do not agree, agree with this at all. Mm. Yeah. Um, Google is bringing podcasts to Google Play, so he's following along with so on the heels of Spotify, and obviously Apple's been doing this for years, um, but they're going to add. Um, uh, podcast list, podcast listings into Google Play, all good. Uh, all good, except it's in America only. So I'm, I'm sure at the moment it's not going to be long, is it? Yeah, it's not going to be long. Um, but, but this is a good thing. Um, so it, it makes it far easier to, if you want to listen to a podcast, that you can yeah. do. 
and it seems more open than the Spotify kind of offering, which was a premium-y type, uh, I think, for any big, big, you know, podcasters rather than uh, the smaller ones. Um, YouTube introduces live 360 video. So yes. this is um, YouTube allowing not just 3D videos, but actual live streaming of 3D video. So they've worked out how they can compress. and. I know um, you're tired, but it's not 3D, it's 360. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and that's i think that's partly what they're hooking into right which is that they're trying to you know all this vr stuff that's going on at the moment they're trying to hook into it and you know 360 videos they're still um they're still up in the air for me they're they're, they're interesting but um oftentimes do i want to be sat there you know trying to move the video around as and when or do uh, i uh, totally but i think i think all that changes once you've got a well, I think it changes once you've got a headset on. Maybe, but we, yeah. we need to actually try it. I still think for things like, um, uh, you know, watching, watching, you're into your watching Halo and watching other, mm. you know, game. I just think if you were in that world, I think. But this was, isn't to this isn't to do with that. This is to do no, with this is, broadcasting live sporting, you know, endeavor. And, and I think I think there's an opportunity there for certain events. There's still some that I think, you know, if there's a football game, you can move around. You still want to follow the the, the actual you know, match most of the time the same way as a producer would, would do for you or, yeah. or the director would do for exactly. you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. How many times would you actually want to go in, you know, and, and maybe it's just, I think the first few times, you know, sort of think of a, a tennis game, you know, maybe during the breaks, are you, are you wandering around looking at, like... Maybe. Know, I mean, it's, it's got on, a novelty factor still. And like you say, if you do happen to have a kind of headset that allows you to turn your head and as if you are there, then maybe it adds to that you know, maybe it is better that way because you can just naturally be sat there. But from a from that kind of flat viewing experience where you get on, online at the moment, which is click and drag effectively, uh, you know, like I say, it's got novelty. It's obviously still the kind of, what once you've worked out how to do virtual reality, then 3D video is kind of, well, why wouldn't you do that kind of thing? Why wouldn't you just have that available to people? And that's what they've done. Uh, but like I say, it's the live streaming aspect that they've actually nailed, whereas other people have not got that capability yet. They can create the videos, but it has to be on demand. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for, and and it's like they've given an example of like being in a concert, and lots of, you know usual cynics it doesn't doesn't match being there, but it's be- probably a better experience than it is just you know something live streaming, you know just a flat you know image yeah. and listening to sound. So there's there's always a I think there's going to be certain things that's going to work well. I don't think it's going to work for everything, and um, and yeah, just looking forward to trying it with a proper headset on. Uh, Open Signal, the consumer watchdog, um, well, working for which has come up with a survey which says that UK phone users are only getting 4G 53% of the time on average. Um, EE was found to be the best network for 4G connectivity, but uh, 3 had the worst connection. And and we, we talked about that at the time. 3 only got the kind of weedy end of the spectrum, so it's not surprising. Um, but nevertheless, 53% of the time, is not particularly good and they're they're kind of bemoaning the fact that we're getting a kind of a bad deal and we need more investment in making sure this super fast uh, mobile network is available to everyone and that's been 53 percent is is pretty damning i mean that's a lot lower than i expected i don't know how they work that out i guess i I think they've actually got they install software on people's phones so maybe that's how they do it but surely depends on where you are and because obviously if you're sat in a place that's got 4g connectivity and that's where you work then you're going to have it a lot more of the time aren't you yeah and i mean i can i guess there's times i can you can tell when it's struggling 
you know, because mm-hmm. I'll be sitting streaming because I'm now I'm on Apple Music, so I'm streaming a lot of music and and you'll be sitting listening and, and a, a little pause will kick in, a little buffer, and you'll be like, oh, I guess I'm not getting a good speed right now. Yeah. But that, to be fair, it is few and far between. I'm with the E and I've just renewed, I've just renewed with them again, just because where I work, it makes sense to the three signals. Shocking. And, and being in a kind of city area, you know, you're you're in the best place. I think for a lot of people who aren't in the cities, then, you know, 4G is almost pointless, I'd say. Um, obviously, some areas are, are, you know, more equal than others in, in the fact of that. Anyway, that's the report. Comes out with us some actual figures, and, and maybe we'll see some something off the back of that. But also remember, and we talked about that when 4G was coming out, that, that, that uh, this would maybe be the best way of getting broadband in rural areas or getting out to other areas, and it's just Potentially not really is, as long as there's line of sight. Yeah. yeah, it's just not really delivered. Not yet. Not yet. Um, desktops on its way out, according to figures as well. Um, one in six people is now mobile only. Is now are now mobile only. So they literally do not have that desktop um, browser and desktop environment. They Which, are purely I'm iPhone, shocked. iPad, phone madness. I'm, I'm an old man, clearly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not just. Do you remember the days without the internet? Is now. <laughs> do you remember the days when it wasn't on your mobile? Uh, and mobile browsing is still not a nice experience as far as I can tell. People are still kind of desktop focusing a lot. Of t- now, so I'm, you know, that's a sweeping statement, but I pretty much daily on my iPad end up visiting a link from a site uh, and it crashes, crashes the whole thing. It all locks up and, I, you know, it's annoying and it's not it's not there yet. And, and I'd, like I say, it's not far off, but mobile experience is still not good. And... There's more richness on desktop environment. You know, mobile that, first means pretty plain often. It, it it does. I think mobile has got better, but also I think what's coming out of this is that that because I've kind of inferred it is less people are using the internet, but clearly they're still having to use the internet for your phone. It's it's more trapped in apps, and sometimes you don't get you know. So I'm sure for shopping, there's definitely some really good apps on mobile compared to desktop, yeah. but, but I still generally still find them faster. You know, I'm, maybe it's just that's what I'm used to. Yeah, you know, sometimes when I'm searching, you don't. You know, if I want to go and look up and compare a few things, it's far easier to do in a desktop than it is. Definitely, you're, you're constrained. Um, but another couple of interesting stats was because we've seen tablets drop, but but you know the sales of them, but it shows mm-hmm. you the actual usage of them is still really high. Yeah. Um, just people keep it for longer. You know, their, their devices are lasting you know three, four, five years. You're not going to get that every year or two upgrade of a tablet my, my ipad is now at the stage i don't know if it's got some hardware problems at the moment but it's it, it's at the upgrades that all the updates to ios each one is sort of getting slower and slower and slower and who knows whether that's partially what, what age is it oh i don't know it's an ipad 2 and it was as in the second ipad yeah an actual ipad 2 right not the big thick one the one after that so yeah it's quite a number of years old i'd imagine uh, yeah i th- like thinking five years old, probably. I was going to say six, maybe six. Yeah. But so it's then, all... who knows? It's been around a while. Uh, so yes. Anyway, so they they were Ofcom studies, and it's all very interesting. Um, Amazon is going to let you um, subscribe monthly to its Prime Video service, so you don't have to necessarily. So it's five years. I'm I'm having the signal that it's five years. That I've I was just that. waving at you. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Amazon Prime Video will be a subscription service as well as part of the bundle of having your Amazon Prime membership, um, which all sounds 
pretty expected and, and normal and why wouldn't you do that? And, and I think that's Amazon realising they need to do something to get more people on because at the moment they haven't got the money to... I, in fact, it's the build-up Top Gear as well, isn't it? That's the other thing. Uh, they haven't got the money to um, to actually make as much content as Netflix seem to be able to. No, but is that because Top Gear's grabbed all the money? <laughs> Probably taken all the money they had on it, yes. But I think it will be, you know, Top Gear will be enough of a draw to get enough people oh, to, yeah. to sign up for this. Definitely. They'll and, do and think, all the offers ahead of time, say a couple of months free or whatever. And Exactly. And I think we'll see, because I think, is it the BBC's new Top Gear launches next one? I think it launches May. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that is going to get people either saying, it's just going to get people talking about the Top Gear brand again, talking about yep. the three that have left. Talk about it's coming to Amazon. Talk and about then the they're on. It's money. autumn, isn't it? They've said, is it sort of they September? Ju- I think they've just said autumn or later. Yeah. And I noticed they did a little trail about three or four weeks ago, where it was just the three because they've still not decided on a name and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure they have, and it's just all sure the usual cardiology. But there's there's still a massive. The three guys are still a massive draw for people. Yep. Um, and not not just UK. That I think that's a, the difference. We maybe don't no. really realise how just how world renowned they are. Indeedy. Uh, so, so eight eight dollars ninety nine. They're um, they're saying. Yeah, which is um, which is a, a, a bit strange. Um, when it's one dollar cheaper than Netflix. Uh, yeah, but the content is, I think, less. It's than weak Netflix. source. I'd, I mean, I, I haven't actually. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. I haven't taken part in their in their big shows yet, uh, mainly because I'm still watching stuff either on TV. Yeah, and, on on you know other so and I would say so so ones I've watched that I've really enjoyed Mr Robot was really good you know and 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 would I think if it was on Netflix it would have seen I think it would have seen more but I mean it did get yeah. a lot don't get me wrong it did get a lot of buzz I'm not sitting here saying oh no all that that, that but the didn't. more generic buzz you know the more yeah just more noise yeah and I guess there's things like and I'm trying to remember there was there was Mr oh uh, High Castle. Yes, that's everyone goes. That they, that's like that's their big sort of headline, isn't it? Yeah, which was really good. Um, and there's a there's a few others on there because I'm just on there. I'm just on their Amazon originals just now. So there's man, I, but but other ones I think transparent. I I didn't take it, but I, but that was a lot of people said the best streamed show ever. You okay. know, it was so so it got high high regard. I heard talk about Mozart in the Jungle, but again, I never watched it. So there's a. I think there is there is some good watches in there, and there's obviously they've got a lot of content, you know, from you know US and you know they've got lots of Walking Dead stuff. And, but I, yes, I, I don't the, think it's but but they need to get the subscribers on board if they want to make more original content, and and hopefully they will, yeah. and hopefully they do a good job because some of the original content coming out of Netflix um, and others is is brilliant at the moment. Absolutely. So, Fingers crossed. Uh, Microsoft's going to kill off the uh, Xbox 360. So 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, that release. That's madness. Madness, I tell you. Um, but basically, it's come, to, it's come to the end of its manufacturing line, um, obviously making space for other things. Uh, and, and basically, they will still support it. You can still play the kind of backward compatibility games on your Xbox One. Um, but yeah, no more, no more actual hardware being produced. And it had a, considering, it is one of my favourite consoles, considering the amount of hassles everybody had, Red Ring of Death and all that good stuff. Seems so long ago, because it was. It was. Um, and I, I linked to a Guardian article that just did, they'd just done the 12 greatest Xbox 360 games. 
and I had to say I was fairly in agreement. Yeah, so Bioshock. T- no shock, that was really good. Portal 2, yep. yeah, brilliant. Gears of War. Was uh, the first one good? Yeah, and it, and it did something different. You know, so it was, I think there's a, for some of these, it's always about being different and being first. The problem is that Gears of War 2, 3, 4, and now 5 haven't done anything different. No. Um, <laughs> Braid was, again, a really, really good game. Call of yep. Duty 4, Modern Warfare, again. Was perfect, yeah. It did really step really up. Really sparked the online gaming. Yeah. Mass Effect, good. Was brilliant. Rock Band. Was amazing. Did, yep. Um, Assassin's Creed. Did play it. Yep. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Perfect. My game of the year. And, well, ga- not game of the year, game of my life. I, I'm assuming you've seen all the rumours. Yes, I've seen all the rumours. So um, Fallout New Vegas. Was good. Bulletstorm. I was Didn't a bit surprised that. No. Spelunky, not surprised that at all. Didn't play it. And then they had this, they had a couple of like reader submissions because I'm surprised. You know, Project Gotham 3. Was was good. I actually preferred 2. I don't know if it was just me. I got more out of 2. I played it I more. can't remember the exact... I cannot remember the number I like most, but I think 3 was probably the one I played most. Uh, maybe because it was a launch title for um, Xbox 360, so it's. Oh, was it? Was I thought two was? Maybe I've got it wrong way around. Then, ah, oh, you're probably right. Probably it was three then. I probably am right because below the picture of, that we're looking at now, it says a launch title for Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you host. I'm on the ball. Um, uh, the the big one that was missing for me was Halo Three. So, yeah, it wasn't in there. Interestingly, I'm not sure how. Big I, Halo 3 was, though. As and in, I would have put a Halo 3 or a Halo Reach in there because I think both were excellent games. They were, but they never got... They they pretty much killed Halo in the multiplayer and multiplayer arena. No, Halo 3 was the... Halo 3 I was don't mean for I don't mean for everyday public. I mean for the um, paid-for games. The professional series. Mm. They they basically went to zero players because no one wanted to play it. Anyway, yeah, Elder Scrolls they've got on this list as well, which I also thought was an absolutely brilliant game. Um, you know, one of the one of the best. It was a, it was a really good console, really good. Console. Yeah, it was the the whole console and even I mean you, you mentioned the Red Ring of Death. Um, they dealt with that very well as well, as in <laughs> yeah, they give away lots of consoles. Exactly. They, I mean, yeah, they they cost them a lot of money. Um, but they but nevertheless they did the right thing. That's why that round was well and truly won by Xboxes because I, they I, I, when they got a problem they dealt with it. Absolutely, and I also give a shout out to just Xbox Live. I think that you yes. know the, on the 360 it really matured. Never been really, better than it was on yeah, the Xbox 360. Really, you know, they they fixed the interface. They had they, they brought in the blades and stuff. All made yeah. it, you know, parties was a sense. They have only it made games. It, it made games like um, you know FIFA. FIFA around about probably eleven, twelve was, you know, once we were doing the kind of, you know, four or five player gaming, it was like this is great, really, yep. really good. Like I said, it has been on the way down ever since, unfortunately. So it, that was its zenith. Yes, 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 yes. That is the end of the news. Have you got any picks for us? Um, no. No, not very good. Um, I don't say good in a good. Good. I'm, I'm yeah, done. I'm just tired. I'm done. <laughs> uh, picks none. So if you, no you want to find out more about us, I that? should always ask you: Have you any picks, Chris? No. Uh, if you want to find out more about <laughs> us, what we do, who we are, what we talk about, digitaloutbox.com is our website. Um, are we mobile friendly? Of course, we're mobile tried. friendly. <laughs> I've never tried. What? So you mean you've never loaded up on your iPad and seen it oh, crash? I have. No, that's true. I have. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. thought, are we it more friendly? It probably crashed it. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address. Twitter is Digital Outbox. And I am on Twitter as Cheesy UK. And all my racing and stuff, academyracer.co.uk. Ian. I, I am 
my blog is iand.net. I'm on Twitter as Shpipa. Lovely. Okay, so uh, we will speak to you again next week when there will be more tech news, I am sure. Things never stop. Speak to them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Is that, is, that, is that like your David Bellamy? No, not David Bellamy, David Attenborough. <laughs> Two very different people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs>